Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. This is going to be a Monday quick hitter for your September 26th episode. We're going to talk through a couple things that are coming this week. Uh, we are going to have a Chalk Talk episode, which I think will have a ton of in-depth breakdown on this Steelers-Browns game. You know, it's kind of weird. These Thursday night games get pushed off into sort of the future where, you know, you have a whole weekend and you, you kind of it's like a mini bye week and it's nice but it kind of screws up our flow of content. So didn't have a pod yesterday, kind of took the day because, you know, these things can be grueling doing them every day. So try to take a day here or there when I think people would probably not miss a podcast. I don't think you missed one yesterday. Today's going to be a quick hitter. Then we'll get into our sort of usual grind with Jordan and Jared and John and, and Brad and our usual slew of shows. The things that I think have come up over the weekend that have been funny is there's a ton of discourse uh, built in around Kevin Stefanski, which if you check the OBR around lunchtime, you will see my write-up, which I've tried to go in detail, pull as much film as I can, and talk to you about why the Browns' offense is rolling. And they really are rolling. They're doing some things that uh, others in the NFL are making uh, look really difficult. You know, And it was a weird week in the NFL, which we're going to cover in detail a little later this week with Jordan, but you know, you're talking about the Colts upsetting the Chiefs. You saw how uh, rugged the offensive performances were in the in the primetime games, which are you know you talk about San Francisco and Denver, which was an 11-10 final. The Pittsburgh, sorry, the um, uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay game, which was a 12-14-12 final. How are the Browns doing this? So that's my goal is to paint the picture for you how they're doing it, why it's working, and whether this is sustainable into the future of these next eight games with Jacoby Brissett before Deshaun Watson comes back. And that's another point of contention that has come up over this week is uh, two things have been talked about, which way out in front of uh, conversations that need to happen. You know, would Jacoby Brissett start if he has this prolonged great start, which the other day I went over what his 17 game stretch would look like if you took his stats and averaged them out and put it all together. It's a nice season, but that's not, you know, that's not what they're looking for. And I think it'd be pretty silly to think that the Browns invested as much as they did in Deshaun Watson and that they wouldn't start him immediately upon relief of the suspension. That's not going to happen. You can have some fun articles and conversations about it, but it's not going to happen. And I don't think anybody with the same brain is thinking that's going to happen because it just is, it's, it's a limited scope of, you know, all the things that, all the things that Brissett can do, Watson can do, plus a lot more. And I think that's something that him being gone for so long from the NFL now is going to be, you know, it's just going to be a remembering period for people, right? So, um, you know, it, it, they're doing great things. Brissett's playing well, and and I think that's you know worth an applause. And we're doing that. We're writing things on it. We're talking about it. He's a great person. But at this point, you got to understand that when Watson is off suspension, that Texans game, he will be starting. Which the other point of contention, which continually goes on and on and on is this discussion built in around whether Kevin Stefanski is a good play caller. And I, and I don't really understand why people sort of get defensive about it, right? They want to talk. There's this and another thing I want to bring up at the end. Um, you know, this point with Kevin and play calling. And it's funny. I'll make a tweet about it because I think he's phenomenal. I think he's really great at it. Are there things he could be better at as a head coach? Yes, of course, there are. But I think you have to remember uh, he's he's able to do things, manipulate defenses, get them into looks, all while managing everything else and staying really even keeled. But what's funny is I'll get two responses when I when I talk about Stefanski. One response is he's too cautious to close out games. And usually when they, someone says he's too cautious, that means you think he doesn't throw it enough or doesn't have play action enough late in games. And then there's the other crowd who will be like, well, hey, Stefanski should run the football more. There's these people that, that that blame him 
for you know last year not running the football enough and saying still this year they want him to run the football and he's third and fourth and shorts he has to run the football run the football and it's like man it's just it's it I think what it speaks to and anybody who's been in this situation could relate if you're a coach and you're listening to this or something there this is a it's a no-win job. I mean, it's really a no-win job because I think what happens is there's always something for people to complain about. There's always something for someone to be upset about because something didn't work out. They don't want to look at the process. They don't want to look at the thought behind the decision on a fourth and two pass, why Mesh was wide open. They don't want to look at that. They want to look at, well, the result, right? If you give the ball to Nick on fourth and short or third and short, which they did late in the game, you're too cautious. You give the ball to Nick, uh, you know, you sorry, you throw the ball, and well, you should have run the great running backs that you have. It's a it's a lose lose situation to get the audience behind you, your crowd base behind you. You're never going to make everybody happy, but but what they're doing right now, if you peel back the basic stuff and look deeper into how they're getting where they're getting, Kevin's doing phenomenal things here, and the players are playing great too. That's not to give Kevin all the credit. The players are playing great too. So that is what I wanted to write on, and I do hope you guys enjoy it when you take a look at it around lunchtime. Other thing that is funny, you know what, let's take a quick break, we'll be right back, then we'll finish with the thing that I think is funniest. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k in cash alone. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb your leaderboard for a shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, even those over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with this promo code, which is very simply for the fans of this podcast, OBR, Use that promo code OBR at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25. So again, promo code OBR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Again, that promo code OBR, nohouseadvantage.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, last thing before we get out of here. This somebody some some Steelers writer tweeted out about well, you know, Dan Moore who is the left tackle for Pittsburgh. You don't know him because duh, he's not a very good player. Uh is is, is owns Miles Garrett. Well, hey, I need you to understand and this is kind of for everybody. If 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 Miles you got to you got to stop looking at just the box score. How about you look at how teams are are game planning for this guy? keeping an extra tight end in, max protect 25% of the time, putting a back to his side to be there in extra pass protection. Yeah, that doesn't show up as a sack, but you know what it does? It eliminates people from going out on routes, right? It makes you the quarterback a little uneasy about that left side. It changes how the offensive coordinator calls plays where his quarterback's eyes are going. They're going to move the pocket, and when a team moves the pocket to throw, they're eliminating half the field. It becomes easier to defend. In theory, the Browns didn't defend those uh, very well. But what I'm getting at is you do not see people leave Miles Garrett one-on-one because it is a terrible decision to do so he ruined the Panthers in week one when they did that he had some great efforts against the Jets the thing the Browns have to do and I cannot stress this enough is find ways for quarterbacks to have to hang on to the football a split second longer either a split second longer or to come off their first read whatever it takes if you can do that the speed at which Garrett can get home is so devastating and teams are constantly preparing for that and using assets to defend it. Because if he is left on an island, he will take care of business against any tackle in the NFL. So please, before you get in the game and be like, where's Miles? I don't see Miles. Where's Miles Garrett been? Where's the game change? Understand that the game changed the second they thought about playing the Browns. That's when the game changed. That's when he does what he does, draws the attention of everybody making offensive game plans, and they have to curtail their game plan to be less aggressive in nature and more so, hey, how do we keep this guy from dictating uh, the outcome of the game? If you're that good as a defensive player, that's... That's the ultimate compliment, man. And sometimes you do want him to overcome all the game planning that gets thrown at him. I'm with you. But the Browns have to make the quarterback hold on to the ball longer. That's the thing that you want to know why uh, Miles Garrett had two sacks week one against Baker Mayfield. Because guess what Baker Mayfield did? He did what he always does. He double clutches and thought about things. That is continuing to happen if you are following along with what's going on in Carolina. It is rough over there for quarterback play. To uh, no surprise of myself. But... The Jets game, Flacco, ball out, reading, comfortable, not, very few chances. And and it took a, a unbelievable Jadevian Clowney swipe at the football as he's getting ready to throw. Then this last week, Mitch Trubisky, again, ball's getting out pretty quick. They're doing what they're doing. They're, they're accounting for miles, but the ball's getting out pretty quick. If you can make a, a, this Joe Woods, man, like th- this rerouting, getting up in people's face, you can still play zone, but get up and mug people a little bit. Make the quarterback less comfortable in what his pre-to-post is so you can get him to hold on to the football for just a split second longer and give Miles Garrett a chance. But please, I, I just, I urge you, 
try to understand how the game has already changed in the game based on helping people block that guy. If you do that, you can understand why he gets paid the money he gets and why he is respected as much as he is across the league and why he's worth every penny to the Browns and their defense, and I hope they can curtail more plans to help him succeed. That is your Monday Quick Hitter, guys. So much good content coming this week. I want you to have a great Monday. Watch the OBR Twitch. Check out our website. Thanks for supporting this pod. Kick Monday's butt. Have a good one, guys. Go Browns.